ML Nation, episode 259. You have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. You have to keep a vision in front of you of what you want to achieve. And at some point or another, you're going to have to go all in. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I am super fired up, double fired up today because we have our special guest. This is the second time he was on the show. When I first interviewed him, talked to him last year, I thought I told him, hey, out of all the guests, he was on the top five best interviews I've ever done. I'm talking putting the pressure on him a little bit. So here, so this year when we talked recently, show him an event, uh, we connected and said, hey, we, we got to get you back on the show. Last time he shared about his background, but this time let's talk about even more specific skills. So we have Jared Wilkins. Jared, are you ready to make it happen? I am absolutely ready. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited uh, to be back for session two where we can get into some more application of the foundation we got on uh, session one. So excited to be back. Good to, good to be back on with you and the whole MLM Nation family. And like I said, Gerald has been on MLM Nation. This is his second time. His first time was on episode 60. You can go check it out. Go to MLMNation.net and just search for Gerald, J-O-R-R-O-D, or his 60 is uh, MLMNation.net, 4-0-6-0. But Gerald is one of the top MLM leaders in the world who's built teams of over 25,000 people in over 23 countries. He's been a top 13 income earner in a previous company that had over 1.5 million distributors in 54 countries. So check that out. Out of 1.5 million, he was number 13. And thanks to MLM, Gerald became a millionaire by the age of 30. Now, since we last talked, Gerald has grown his business even more. His current business has set the record as a company for becoming the fastest to be promoted to the national director position, which is in just 48 days, which means... His team had to generate minim, minimum of over $80,000 in revenues in a seven-day time period. That is a ton of money and product sold. However, <laughs> throughout all that, Gerald Coase's most important accomplishment has been the husband of Portia Wilkins and the father of Chandler Wilkins. So, Gerald, I, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but just to refresh people's memories, how did you get started in network marketing and um, what did you do before that? Well, man, as I listen to the bio, I'm like, who is that guy he's talking about? Because uh, when I first got started in this profession 12 years ago, um, you couldn't have convinced me that um, what has taken place in our lives, the, the blessings and the fortunate experiences um, would, be, uh, would be what they are. But, you know, I'm just like anybody else in terms of how we typically find out about the network marketing profession through a, through a buddy, through a friend, through an acquaintance, somebody that we meet along the way. And uh, that's what happened for me. Um, you know, my first exposure to the network marketing profession was really on my own. I uh, came back from uh, being raised in Nigeria uh, for about six years. I, I lived there. My mother's from Nigeria. My dad is from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They met in undergrad while in Houston and both went on to law school. So they've been practicing law for over 30 years themselves. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, I got back and I was very ambitious because of my experiences in Nigeria. It's a third world country, as some of you know. 
uh, no running water, no electricity, none of the things that we take for granted uh, in the United States. So I came over uh, just like any other immigrant that migrates to the United States with a certain level of hunger, a certain level of desire. Um, I call it that intuitive trigger that most people lack. And I came with that particular trigger and I was looking for ways to better myself financially. And lo and behold, I stumbled upon online a business that uh, dealt with the network marketing structure. I showed it to my dad. My dad said, hey, that's one of those things, Simon, whereas all the people at the top make all the money, all the people at the bottom do all the work, don't do it. And here we are 12 years later, millions of dollars earned. So, uh, you know, it's just interesting. It's, it's, you know, Jeffrey Combs calls it synchronicity. And that's really what happened for us. Whereas through another buddy of mine, her parents introduced me and had me come out to a business briefing. I get out to this business briefing. I, I hear about the opportunity. I didn't get started. They BAM fanned me, which means B-A-M-F-A-M, book a meeting from a meeting. We always talk about, and we'll discuss this in the uh, closing aspect, the fortune is always in the follow-up. They followed up with me, had me go to another meeting at a coffee shop, and that's where I met my first mentor in the network marketing profession. I saw a man that you know, had not just the trappings of success, but you know, was married, had a, had a family, and, and was doing extremely well. And I said, man, that's, that's the model that I want to duplicate because you can only be what you see. And so uh, he and I, we connected, and I started working with him and had worked with him for the last uh, 11 years of my career, and he taught me a wealth of information, and we went on and, and did okay with that first company, learned a lot in the first six years of my career. Uh, but in the first six years, Simon, I didn't even make $100,000 combined, so I was not one of these you know, rocket stories that we hear now in the profession. And of course, the profession has evolved now, so how it was looked at 10 years ago or even five years ago is completely different, of course, with the internet and with so much information being validated by, you know, Sir Richard Branson and Tony Robbins and many other people that that are credible in their own fields that are putting the stamp of approval, like a Warren Buffett that owns a network marketing company. These things were not as prevalent back when we got started. So I didn't come out the gate swinging, earning a lot of money. So I went to the seminars. I went to the events. I listened to the training. I took the notes. I stayed up at night. I worked full-time on my job and part-time on my vision. And uh, the first six years didn't make a whole lot of money, but the last six years, uh, we've been so blessed, so fortunate to accomplish what we have accomplished because ambition is about me, vision is about we. So we've we've uh, we've learned a lot and we're continuing to learn and, and continue to grow. Hey, so that's was, kind of our story. So you talk about ambition is about me and vision is about we. Can you say that again? Yes, ambition is about me. Vision is about we. Let me explain what I mean, Simon. You know, when you get into the network marketing profession, you see a lot of the glitz and the glamour. You see the cars. You see the, the homes. You see the jewelry. You see the vacations. You see the pearly white teeth. You see the hair that come, comes over. You see all of the trappings of success, and that motivates people. I mean, people are externally motivated, but the reality, in order to get those things, you must become internally driven. In other words, what it is that you pursue long term will only be predicated based on a vision and a vision must be inclusive of other people succeeding. And so, you know, my mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe says success without a successor is failure. And so, yes, my philosophy is ambition is about me. I don't care how much money you make. Anybody can make money in network marketing. Listen. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, okay? So the money thing in network marketing, what I've discovered is it's called network marketing. So we have a lot of people in the profession that are great marketers but poor leaders. 
So just because a person has the income doesn't necessarily mean they have the influence. Mm -hmm. In other words, they can have ambition but not vision. And it's very, very self-contaminating and it doesn't last long term. I love it. Emma Mason, you know why this is one of my favorite episodes? I love it. A success without a successor is a failure. Good yes. stuff. Hey, I could go on and on. I love your motivation, your energy. <laughs> uh, but let's go right into it. Um, and before I talk about closing, right? Uh, yes. You said your first six years, you made 100000 combined. And then, uh, no, I did not. I did not make 100000 combined. <laughs> you didn't even make it, right? So what no, was sir. the turning point? What was the turning point? And then it, uh, was it just a matter of just doing it over and over again? Or was it a specific aha moment that, that allowed the explosion of income? Well, now that I look back on it, I, I know exactly what it was. You know, um, Tony Robbins calls it a breakthrough. He says, uh, by definition, a breakthrough is a moment in time where things click or where, where you believe. And, and, and you know, the, the, the breakthrough happens only after the breakdown. In other words, what happened was this accumulation of time. Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in his book, Outliers. He says, what does it take for a person to become a master? Well, every disaster or every master was once a disaster, every winner was once a beginner, and every champion was once a contender. So those six years where I kept showing up, those six years when nobody knew my name, those six years where I sat in the seats and I took the notes and applied them, yes, I got bloody. I have never met a championship boxer that entered a ring, Simon, that did not expect to get hit. So you're going to have to go get hit. You're going to have to take the notes. You're going to have to get the wrong phone numbers. You're going to have to have people say, yes, I'm around the corner and don't show up. Yes, you're going to have to get stood up. Yes, you're going to have to drive the miles and go show the plan at somebody's house. And they are not there. Neither are their guests. Yes, I had to grow through those experiences. But in the words of Les Brown, I died to who I was so I can give birth to who I have become. And so that breakthrough happened when something else took place in my life. So here's what happened, Simon. All of that took place. It's an accumulation. It's a compounding effect, as it were. So that was the, 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 what I called the bomb of it all. But the detonator, what triggered me was desperation. See, people will only perform in the direction of a vision, either out of inspiration or desperation. So what changed? I got desperate. See, when I couldn't pay my $150 light, I could not even pay a $150 light bill in 2009. I just had my daughter Chandler Sade Wilkins, and I couldn't take care of her as a man. I was being criticized and demoralized. You, you know, you, I don't know if people have ever sat in their bed and you're crying and the tears are coming down the side of your eyes, Simon. They're burning. You're talking about closing. You don't need training on closing. You close, baby. Why? Because I was desperate. And most of the stories that we hear in the network marketing profession of people that have achieved six figures. By the way, only 3% of the people involved in our profession ever get to 100 grand a year. Only about 500 people around the world in the profession of network marketing only get to a million dollars per year more. And so what happened for me is I got desperate, meaning I wasn't you know, begging or, or robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm not talking about that desperation. I'm talking about Simon, the desperation where I said, I've got to deliver for my family. I've, I've got to deliver for me. I've got to win. And that was the difference. Mm. I love it. Um, the breakthroughs comes after the breakdown, right? Yes. Every master was a disaster. Every winner was a beginner. Every champion was a contender. But during the downtime, how? Yes. What keeps you going? I think I think a lot of people have heard that before. So, what's going yeah. on in your mindset, your self talk? When you're down there, you're not making much money. You get criticized. Yeah. You're a bad father. You're not supplying. You can't pay the <laughs> electric bill. What is going on <laughs> through self talk? Well, what, is, what keeps you keep in the race? Well, most people say, hey, let me just get a job. This, this is not worth it. 
Well, a couple of things. Um, what kept me going was, number one, faith. Faith. F-A-I-T-H. Finding answers in the heart. That's what kept me going. That's number one. Number two, I had no other options. And a lot of times what happens with us, what happens with most people is they have options. They have options of how they're going to get out. They have options of how they're going to get by. They have options of how they're, you know, how, how they're going to do something different, how they're going to, you know, they, they've got too many exit strategies. And in this deal, you've got to go all in. You got, I don't care whatever, I don't care what you're building. Simon, to build MLM Nation, you have to go all in. You know, Tyler Perry, I was watching an interview and I get inspired by interviews. That's why I do these. Because to me, there's so many transferable truths in all professions. Because listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, personalities are not duplicatable. Principles are. I was watching Tyler Perry be interviewed by Bishop Jakes. They're both, you know, titans in their own fields. Bishop Jakes has a church of 30 plus thousand people. I mean, he sold millions of books. His, his first book that he sold came from a Bible study that he did with 42 women. And he took that idea, he took that seed of a Bible study with 42 women and sold 7 million books. Principle. He was interviewing Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is now doing stage plays. And by the way, he was the highest paid, uh, um, highest paid actor last year in all of Hollywood. Over $130 million is what he earned. So I listen to people like this, not just for the money, but because of the mission. There's an impact that goes with income. And so I'm listening to the interview and, you know, Simon, he 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 saved up twelve thousand dollars to invest into his dream of doing a stage play. He took a whole year. He was selling used cars selling. That means you got to close. We get to that in a second. He was selling used cars. He was um, doing um, uh, he called it bill collector, you know, calling people, you know, when you don't pay your credit cards, people call us and we, we answer and say, hey. Hey, we're not here. You know, <laughs> he was he was doing that. But for twelve for twelve thousand dollars, he raised twelve thousand dollars. He marketed. He promoted. He was all in, and he was expecting a few hundred people to show up to the to the to the stage play. Simon, only thirty people showed up. Thirty. He says he peeked out the corner. Now listen, he said I was devastated. What was going through my mind is I've got all of this invested. I took twelve thousand. I put it all on the show banking that this was the deal that was going to take me in and, and take me to the next level. So he put it all in there only to find 30 people in the audience. So forget breaking even. He's like, man, how am I going to pay my, 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 my rent? How am I going to pay my light bill? How am I going to pay all this stuff? Man, I'm going to have to live in my car. But with that thought, he says, you know what? I'm going to go out here and do a show like it's 3,000 people in the audience. And here's the deal. One person that was in the audience bought into his vision and invested into it. And many years later, he's no longer living in his car. He's flying private. He's employing other people. He's giving other people an, a platform to pursue their passions and their purpose. And that's what it is that we do in network marketing. So the difference here is at some point or another, I'm not saying quit your job. Some of you are not qualified to quit your job. You don't go into the gym right now and haven't worked out in two years or three years and say, yep, I'm going to bench press 300 pounds. You will kill yourself. You hear what I'm saying to you? So I'm not saying quit your job right away. But what I am saying is you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. You have to keep a vision in front of you of what you want to achieve. And at some point or another, you're going to have to go all in. Mm. Hey, this is so awesome. Hey, you, now you know why I had Gerald come back for the second episode, right? Really good stuff. You talked about personalities are not duplicable, what principles are. Let's talk about yes. it. Because that's really closing, right? So yes. you can't duplicate... I can't you know, speak or sound like you. I don't have your voice, 
but yes. I can duplicate the principles. So talk about why do most people struggle in closing prospects and how you've been so successful in getting people to sign up. Well, number one, most people have no confidence. That's, that's just a bit, you know, we call it, there's, there's so many things synonymous with confidence, belief or, or faith or, you know, the if factor or swag, as we call it in the postmodern day generation. But the reality is, is confidence. It, that word confidence means with trust. It's a grammatical construct. It means with trust. They don't have the confidence in themselves to pull the deal off. Meaning, if you know, most people, they're, they're, they're having this delicate dance in their minds. We all have it at some level or another. But it's a delicate dance, Simon, that says what I fear versus what I have faith in. What I want versus what I want to release. And that's the dance that we, we deal with, whether it's in presenting, whether it's in a- asking for the enrollment form. Because my philosophy is closing doesn't start at the end of the presentation. It starts at the beginning. So I'm handling and because the objections are the same. It's the same stuff you said. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't know anybody. That's it. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't know anybody. Those are the three major objections. And then if you're in nutraceuticals or uh, nutrition, is it FDA approved? You know, and these are the same geniuses that go down to their local uh, uh, mall and take a sample of meat off a tray. They never saw the owner. They never met the chef. They don't know how it was cooked, but they eat it and they go there and buy it. That's a whole different topic. So anyway, my point is this. <laughs> so here. true. It's yes. Confidence. So um, how can people get caught? Because people are buying. Ultimately, when people join, they're buying you, right? So how, yes. how do you develop that confidence? Over and over and over. You do it over and over and over. See, co- confidence is not built through a co- a com- a compliments. It's built through accomplishments. Let me say that again slowly. Confidence is not built through compliments. It is only built through accomplishments. So in other words, you have to do something daily in the direction of your goal, in the direction of your vision to build your confidence. So maybe it's you smile. Maybe you're afraid to talk to new people. Start off by smiling. And when they smile back, guess what? You put a deposit in your confidence bank. Then you may develop more more confidence from there. And then you, you extend your hand and say, I'm Jared. And maybe you don't ask for that number. You don't do anything else prior to that. That's developing. That's that's building your confidence. Or you get on a phone call and you you say, hello, you know, may I speak to Simon? And, and you don't even you don't attempt to even talk to him about your business because you have to start developing your confidence by small daily disciplines and small accomplishments, because everything that is big was once small. That's why I always say the harvest never looks like the seed. You can count the amount of seeds in an apple but you can never count the amount of apples that come from one single seed. Mm. You know, related to that, I found that, um, talk about self, self-esteem is just very similar to confidence, right? Like, you got to do what you don't want to do. Because like, when, when people, if you think of a, if, and for those who are watching, listening, if you have a prospect that you need to, you should, you, you know, you think about them, you need to follow up, go make that phone call. Because, because like what Gerald says, it's the accomplishment. The fact that you, even the person says no to you or picks, or no one doesn't pick up the phone, the fact mm-hmm. that you took action increases your self-esteem, right? I think we kill our self-esteem, kill our confidence when we don't do anything. It's like the lack of action. And like Jeff right. said, it's the small accomplishments. Just by doing it a little bit every day builds up your confidence. Certainly, certainly. And, and not only that, Simon, let me add a, another thing to it. Because I, I'm a practical teacher. I'm a better teacher than I am a speaker. And so I like people to walk away with practicality of what I can do, not just feeling it, but what I can do. 
get around other people that are successful in an area of the business you want to be successful in. How do you get around? You either buy in or you serve in. That's the only way you get into the circle. Okay. You either buy into it, meaning you pay to be in there or you serve. What can you do to get into the circle? What can you give to get into that circle to make that connection with a person that has the skill or the confidence? Maybe they present extremely well or maybe they dress well or you see them oozing with the confidence or whatever it is. You want to get close to that because there's power in proximity. And so how I develop confidence is by getting around people that had it and it gave me enough of a mustard seed of the faith in me to go out and do it on my own. It's almost like the training wheels of a bicycle. You only need the training wheels when you don't have your balance. You don't have your confidence yet. That's how you find a couple of people in your upline or or find a couple of people that have it. And guess what? They will serve as your rod and your staff to comfort you on your journey through getting to the place of Mm. confidence. Absolutely, because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think a lot of the listeners, viewers, you don't realize, Jared brought up a really good point, that you either buy into a group, that's why, like, for example, I join masterminds, I pay money to join, like, 25, 60,000 to join masterminds. Or you can help top leaders, because Jared says, serve. You know, you go to the top leader of your company, ask them, you know, just volunteer to help out the next big event. That's, I guarantee that's one way you can get the person's attention. You think, oh, the top are busy. Go out there, help them set up the booth, do the registration, pick up the, clean the room. You know, it's a small little, a small little thing to get people's attention and changes uh, and it starts building up your confidence because you are with the people you spend the most time with. Um, Certainly. How did you close prospects? So what's the process? And maybe you could talk about BAMFAM a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, you know, I just, you know, it's all kind of evolved. You know, in the beginning, closing is, hey, are you ready to get started? (laughs) You know, or do you see an opportunity for yourself? Because closing is really the opening of a new relationship. So first, my mindset about closing was completely different than a lot of people. Secondly, I just duplicated what I heard said. You know, I asked the closing questions, you know, hey, are you do you see an opportunity for yourself? You know, if I chose to work with you, you know, for the first, you know, 90 days, what type of income would you be really looking to work towards. You know, I ask questions in the assumption that they're ready to get started. I don't say, hey, what did you think? Or I don't care. Well, I don't want to say I don't care what you think, but sometimes thinking, their thinking can be hazardous to their wealth. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? So I I didn't ask a lot of those open-ended questions. My questions were directing a person or leading, not manipulating, but leading a person down the path for them to make a relaxed, informed, intelligent decision. But now, after you start developing success, after you start creating results, closing for me now is all about painting a vision on the canvas of a person's imagination. Let me say that again. Closing is about painting the vision on the canvas of a person's imagination. When they start to see a portrait of possibility of what they can accomplish, whether it's through your product or through their service, what need it can feel or what void it can feel, then they'll move in the direction of what they of, of, of becoming either a customer with you. Or if you want them as a business partner, I paint a vision of what we can accomplish together. I paint a vision of what the future could be like if we teamed up together. I paint a vision of where we can go to. And then people choose to walk through the door of closing because they have bought into the vision. Mm. And the reason most distributors can't close is because they have doubts. They think, oh, this person may not join because they're thinking about the last 10 people that said no to them. Yes, very true. And the reality is, no matter how great your product is, no matter how great you are as a leader, the majority of people will play games with themselves. 
They will not join. The law of diminishing intent kicks in. Oh, I'll do it. And then we all have Phantom Fridays. Friday, when I get paid, I'll do it. And Friday comes along and they don't do it. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, I've got a checking and a savings. And the way my account is set up, you know, I transfer from the savings to the checking. It takes three business days for it to clear. And then I'll get started. And three business days later, they're still running around playing hooky. Right. And so you're going to have that. You're going to have me. Oh, I Googled it and, and I saw it had a scam attached to it 35,000 years ago. Or I researched an ingredient and it wasn't FDA. You're going to have that. And so those are the tire kickers. Those are the looky-loos and, and these types of people. We all have them. But as you start to develop, not as a marketer, but as you start to develop as a leader, you will begin, listen to me, to attract better quality of prospects because you do not attract who you pretend to be. You attract exactly who you are. Now, I love that Phantom Friday. So all these you know, <laughs> excuses that happens to you too. Oh, yeah. You know, they say an excuse is nothing but a well-planned lie. And so, uh, yes, of course, they happen to all of us. It's a, we're, nobody's exempt. Don't get so confused or convoluted at these pretty suits and pretty teeth or these freshly uh, uh, processed hairs that these folks have, or the cars that we drive, listen to me. Listen, you have to endure this process. It's a rigorous process. People are going to lie to you. People are going to lie on you. Now, I hope, I, you know, I, I'm here to prepare you, not to scare you. But what I'm saying is all of us deal with it. There's, listen to me. There's nothing new under the sun. Meaning there's nothing that you are facing that many people in this business have not faced in 1997. It's nothing you're facing today in 2016 that people didn't face in 1998 or in 2010. We face the same because people have not changed. People are still the same today as they were 10 years ago, as they were a generation ago. You have your, 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 your folks that make excuses. You got your folks that look good, sound good but can't produce income because how you do anything is how you do everything. So don't take it to heart. Don't take it personally. Just go through and endure and embrace the process. So out of curiosity, what's your closing right now? If I, if I just go out there and find like uh, on the street, five, 10, or how many people do you need to talk to, to get a sign up or a customer? It's very strong. It's very strong. Very, very strong. Because at this stage of my career, I'm attracting a lot of people. I'm attracting a lot of right people. Meaning, you know, when I walk into a room, the right person is going to come meet me because of my, my, my energy now, because of, you know, I've been doing this 12 years. I'm not a novice. I'm not new. We've earned millions of dollars. So, and, and operative word, earned millions, not made millions. There's some people in our profession that have made six figures or made millions, but I call some, those people accidental heroes. When I say earned, oh, yeah, I'm coming around the mountain. Here I come. When I say earned, Simon, I'm talking about, yeah, I was the one, got your application. I was the one put you in the system. I set up your meetings. I did your presentations. I did the three-way to close the person into the business. We traveled to the, to the marketplace. We did the presentation. We took the – yes, we earned it. So now what happens is it's like any other muscle. It's, it's different. It's completely different. It's like the guy that works out a lot. You know, you can see the physique even through his clothes. And if he doesn't have the shirt on or he has a tank top or whatever it is, somebody else that works out is going to notice him. And you'll see them migrate to each other. 
Hey, man, where'd you work out? That's how it is in this business now. We may not even work out at the same gym, but because we work out, we have something in common, we attract each other. And so it can be 100 people in a room, but the person that is, is, is in the same wavelength, and I know this sounds esoteric, I know this sounds like the crazy stuff, but that's why only 3% of the people in the profession make 100 Gs a year, because we do the crazy stuff. We talk like this, like I've got, do you see these books? Let me show you all these books. These are, this is not, these are not props. You see all those, you see these books? This is just a part of the book series that, I, that, I'm, that I'm studying, okay? So we believe in this stuff. You look at Simon's uh, backdrop there, it's a bunch of books. We read this stuff. We live this stuff. And then you start to emote, you start to attract. So I'm not giving you hocus pocus. I'm telling you focus, focus stuff. Closing is a result. It's not an event. It's so true, you know, like you walk in the room. If Jared walked in the room, he doesn't, I'm sure that when you first started 12 years ago, you had to talk to about 30, 40, 50, 100 people to get one person to even listen to you. But now, you know, you walk in the room. Just think about it. If Jared walked in the room with strangers, your prospects, people automatically notice him. It's the way yes. he carries him. I, I, I love the analogy. It's like two people, ex, two people work out. They immediately can tell who they are and they gravitate towards each other, right? So as, That's you, right. as you work and grow yourself, you track better and better, better prospects. Um, let's talk about BAMFAM. What is that? You mentioned at the beginning of the show. I mean, you kind of teased us, and I wrote it down. Yes. I gotta, what's BAMFAM? What does it stand for, and what does it mean? How do you apply it? It's, it's an acronym I learned uh, coming up through the profession. And I learned it from a gentleman that has earned hundreds of millions of dollars. He said, you have to book a meeting from a meeting. So <laughs> you either buy or you die, all right? And so for me, the whole follow-up process is it works one of two ways. So I expose you to, to the business, you see the information, you, you test our product or whatever it is, and you haven't made a decision. Meaning, you know, you say, hey, I got a couple of questions, I got to talk to the wife, you know, or whatever the real objection is. Well, I'm going to set a time, a specific time on my calendar to get back with you. So that's the BAM fam process. Now, as you start to matriculate through this process and you start growing a larger team, you start growing larger in your influence. Well, what happens is your story begins to follow up with people. Let me give you an example. A gentleman that uh, decided to partner with my wife and I, he and his wife, we're in the process of helping them launch their business right now. I met him, Simon, in 2011. And I met him arbitrarily, wasn't looking for him, but I noticed something just like those two, uh, you know, two guys that work out. I noticed something and I reached out to him. Hey, buddy, how you doing? And we connected online and we we started to develop rapport with each other. He would see what I was doing. I would see what he was doing. I would comment. We, we exchanged numbers. We would have a conversation. Conversations rule the nation. We would have conversations. He wouldn't try to recruit me. I wouldn't attempt to recruit him. But we were developing rapport. And then over a period of time, that was in 2011. Here we are in 2016. He saw the progression. He saw what we were doing. He saw what we were accomplishing. He saw the impact. He saw the vision of what we're doing. They watched. And when timing was right, he reached out and said, let's talk. Mm. So my point is, sometimes I want you to hear me. Your story will be your best follow-up tool. Your success story, meaning what I tell people all the time is set a goal to be in the business 18 months from now. Set a goal to be in pursuit of your vision 18 months from now. And what most people do, they dibble in this, they dibble in that. One day you're selling real estate, the next day you're selling insurance, the next day you're selling makeup, the next day you're selling water filtration, the next day you, you're selling electricity, the next day you're selling legal services. We don't know what you're, you're a jack of all trades and a master of none. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying 
not to transition when the time is appropriate. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is only clowns jump around. Professionals, we sit still and build. Talk about your background. B-I-F-Y-L-N. <laughs> build it for your last name. Yes, build it for your last name. Share a little bit about that. You have a plaster all over you. Talk, and you have your shirt. So what is that about? Simon, I'm going to send your shirt. Would you send me your, um, your address? I got to send your shirt. It's, it's um, you know, some organizations, they have team names, and I'm not against them. I just don't, you know, typically I just, it's just not been a thing of mine. Um, some people call it a brand. Man, I see you're branded, and, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a brand. But this for me is a vision. And uh, let me explain what I mean by that. 2015 was a very, in the words of Jim Rohn, it was a character building year for my wife and I. We had built a business for about six years with a previous company, loved exactly what we were doing. We, you know, did extremely well, were tremendously blessed, worked with a lot of great people and still have phenomenal relationships with those people. But in 2015, we found ourselves going through a process called transition. And Simon, I just I define transition as that place in life where you say, I don't know necessarily where I'm going, but I do know where I'm no longer staying. It's it's kind of like you're no longer a caterpillar, but you're not quite yet a butterfly. You're somewhere in the middle. I was I was in transition. And, you know, we had accomplished a lot. You know, we a lot of the goals that I set in the very beginning for our career, we had accomplished them. We had gotten the rings from the from the company of income. We'd been in the Success From Home magazine, company magazines, spoken on stages in front of thousands of people, was on company DVDs, had the cars and all of these types of things. And I'm not against stuff. I'm not one of those guys, Simon, that's against having nice things. I like things. I just don't like I just don't like things to have people. And so at this stage, you know, I was just kind of going through this transition. And my wife and I, we decided we were going to step outside of the network marketing profession. I said, I'm done with it. We, we've achieved what we're going to achieve. Let's go do something else. And my wife says, well, God is not done with us in network marketing. And, you know, I was just, I was in such a, I was in such an emotional funk. My, my spirit was broken, Simon. It just was. And, and this is why I can, I, can, I can relate to people that haven't done well financially in network marketing, that their spirits are broken. But sometimes God will allow man to break your spirit just so that he can save your soul. Now, I'm not preaching because we work with people from all around the world, Simon. I know you asked me a simple question, but this is as simple as I can answer it because it's a vision. But, you know, it it just came to me. I was I was sitting on my wife's floor in tears. I was there for so long crying that she left me upstairs in her office and came downstairs and started making breakfast. But I was really seeking for a mission bigger than money. I, I wanted to to, to really emote what people talk about when they say, you know what, I wake up and I don't need an alarm clock. I really wanted to, to get beyond achievement and get to fulfillment because I think achievement is about, you know, just money and fulfillment is about mission. And so I cried out. I said, God, I need you to show it to me. I need to be clear on the direction you want me to go. And that's what happened, man. I got off my knees and it came to me. Build it for your last name. And now that I look back on it, Simon, it came to me because I had seen seeds of it through other mentors and people that had built it for their last name. Whereas, I, you know, I tell people that an inheritance is what you leave for people, but a legacy is what you leave in people. So I run downstairs and I tell my wife, I said, honey, starting in 2016, we're going to build it for our last name because the seeds that I had seen produced that vision. But my tears 
fertilized it. And now it was so big in my heart, it's big in my spirit. I said, that's what we're going to do. And so we got clear on our vision. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start talking to people about things that matter. For the rest of our life, what we're going to do is we're going to only attract people that we're assigned to. Whereas there were people that have passions like we did, that they never pursued them because they didn't have the resources of money, time. They didn't have the, uh, the resources of experience and they didn't have a platform. I said, those are the people that we are assigned to. Those people that are stuck in the conundrum between their dream and a job. They, they, they're stuck between their job and their work. They're, they're in that transition place because we understand we've got a system. We, we've learned a business plan. Why don't we take this and now with this clear, unique, pure vision, why don't we attract people? And then we started looking for the right vehicle that we would use to not manipulate people, but mm. to empower them. And so uh, here we are um, almost a year later. We've got you know thousands of people that's a part of our organization, our team now. By the way, we were under a one-year non-compete agreement with our previous company. So we have not recruited one single person directly from that team that's active or actively building it, or even actively believing in that form of business. We wish them well. We started from scratch. Started mm -hmm. with a new list of people, fresh list of people that I wrote down. See, I, I teach what I do. This is my original list. It's got coffee stains and names, coffee stains and names. Because so I wrote down a list, Simon, and I started dialing for destiny. Mm. My first week, we, we personally recruited 21 people in the first week. Uh, of our business, we made $10,189. Now, I'm not making income claims. I'm just claiming the income that we made. <laughs> and um, and it just grew. Now it's grown from 21 to 1,000 people. And here's what's most impactful, though, Simon. We've got more people outside of our, our network marketing company that wear this, build it for your last name vision, that talk about it, that hashtag it, because it's a message that is not confined to a vehicle it's a real vision. Do you want to know the secret mental trick I use to overcome my shyness and fear of prospecting? Attend my free sponsoring workshop webinar and get the exact words and the mental warm-up I used to help me overcome my fears, allowing me to sponsor one person a week for over two years. Go to sponsoringworkshop.com and register for the free webinar. Again, it's sponsoringworkshop.com. Super inspiring. Hey, we got a couple more minutes left, like five or seven minutes left to wrap up. Some really quick questions, okay? Yes. Uh, you, you throw all the books. I know you're doing a lot of personal development. What's the best book you've read in, uh, in the last 12 months? I'm going to show it to you. You know, the last time we talked, I gave out a book, and it was um, the most impactful book that I had written, uh, uh, read at the time. Uh, it still is. It's a very impactful book, The Seven Laws You Must Honor to Have Uncommon Success by Dr. Mike Murdoch. I've got the, the uh, free download. If people want it, they can email me. I'll get it out to them. It's, I mean, it is the game-changing book for me. It's probably less than 100 pages, but it's been the most impactful book. Let me show you the most significant book. It's this one right here, Simon. Hmm. This book. This book, The Power of Character in Leadership. How Values, Morals, Ethics, and Principles Affect Leaders by the late Dr. Miles Monroe. I love this book because we've got a lot of professional manipulators that act like leaders. And it is the only thing, character is the only thing that protects you, your character. If you go back in time, what would you, yes. and just say, uh, you're what, 33 now, correct? 33, yes sir. What would you tell 
you know, and when you got started, you were 21. What would you tell your 21 year old self? I, I was uh, I got started August 28, 2004. My birthday was is September 25th, so I was 20 and a half. <laughs> so, okay. uh, what I would tell myself is be unapologetically you. Be unapologetically you because you are not for everybody. You have a special, unique energy signature that people are looking for. And God will never bless who you pretend to be. He will only bless who he created you to be. So what I would tell my 20 year old self, you don't have to be like them. You don't have to lose you to gain them. You are good enough. Mm. What would you tell your 30 year old self three years ago? Say less. Say less. And do more. Next question is the million dollar question. Okay, you know it's coming. But a lot of people are probably curious. You transi- <clears throat> you transitioned. You had a huge list. You didn't touch anyone from your previous company. Yes. So how do you build a list from scratch? If you were like an alien that went to another planet, you knew no one. Not even one. You didn't even know your wife, Portia, or Chandler. What was the first place or the first thing you would do to build an MLM business from scratch? Do I have? Do, what do I have? What resource do I have? Do you I have, have a computer. Phone? You have a computer. You have a phone. You have. You just have no contacts. You have a phone, but the contact list is zero. So you have all your tools, but you don't know a single person. Oh, that's easy. I go to Starbucks. <laughs> I go to Starbucks. I'll go to Panera Bread. I would go to any business gathering type of function. What is the hottest? Um, the hottest? Not nightclub. I don't do nightclubs. But what's the hottest lounge? What's the hottest restaurant where professionals hang out? And I would go plant my pretty little self in there and look for that guy or that gal with muscles because we're going to attract each other. That is awesome. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? You can connect connect with me on www.builditforyourlastname.com or www.bifyln.com. Uh, You can connect with me there. And here's the advice I would give you. Stop taking so much advice. Find the one person that has what you want. And you become a protege. A, A true protege. Listen to me. A true protege wants what's in the mentor's heart. A parasite wants what's in the mentor's hand. Let me say it again. It's Dr. Mike Murdoch. It's not my quote. He says a true protege wants what's in the mentor's heart. A parasite wants what's in the mentor's hand. My biggest philosophy is find that individual that you can learn from. Never become them. Learn from them. Absorb from them. Serve them. Don't be a servant to them, but serve them your gift, your time, your talent, And they will teach you the things that you should know. And you can take it and multiply it. Wow, what an awesome, amazing way to end it. I love it. I have to go back and listen to it again. Hey, by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, hit the rewind button 15 seconds a couple times and re-listen to that. Really, really good stuff. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Jared Wilkins. 
So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Gerald, J-A-R-R-O-D at the search bar. Again, that's J-A-R-R-O-D at the search bar. In the show notes, all the nuggets of wisdom that Gerald shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Jared, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. You've been awesome. It's super inspiring. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless your families, and God most certainly bless your dreams. Want to grow your downline's belief and help them stay in the business? Aside from sharing ML Nation, have them check out Networking Times. I've been giving gift subscriptions to this amazing magazine and help build my leaders' belief and help them become successful. Go check it out at mlmnation.net forward slash times. Again, it's mlmnation.net forward slash times. MLM Nation, the Simon Channel, an awesome, awesome show from Gerald Wilkins. I love that dude. Make sure you reach out to him. That is why. Now you know why I brought him back for Second episode on the show, brought him back two times. So if you haven't um, heard his first episode, go to episode 60. You can go to mlmnation.net forward slash 060. Check it out. He actually shares his whole story. But this episode is really about closing and really about what it takes to sign up prospects. Okay, So if you like this, please share this. If you're watching on the Facebook Live, please share this. Give me thumbs up and hearts. The secret to closing, why people cannot close. All right? Now, um, he starts off, you know, he said his first six years, he didn't make much money. He didn't make even six figures combined. But the last couple of years, he made way, 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 way more, more than that afterwards. And he became a millionaire before 30. And so a couple of things, the breakthrough always occurs after a breakdown. Okay, a breakthrough always ha- occurs after a breakdown. For every master was once a disaster. For every winner used to be a beginner. And for every champion used to be a contender. I love that. Every master was a disaster. Every winner was a beginner. Every champion was a contender. Write that down. Okay? And faith. When things are tough, you need faith. Faith is finding answers in the heat. When things are tough, that is so true. When your worst, worst moments, when people are not joining, when people are not signing up, you look inward. Right, and we talk. I talk about this a lot. Meditation, inward looking, inward. That's when you see the answers. Such good stuff from Gerald Wilkins. Make sure you connect with him. MLNation.net. Just for Gerald J A R R O D. J A R O D. Thank him. Connect him. Amazing leader. Now, I'm gonna go over some of these aha moments. Okay, here's the big one. Personalities are not duplicatable, but principles are. That's the closing. Don't worry about the specific words, but worry about the principles and the mindset. Okay. The mindset, that is what. And closing comes from confidence. Most of, most of you, if you can't close, there's a lack of confidence. You're not having the confidence. You don't have the belief or the swagger, right? You know, I talk about, you want to have confidence? Like when I talk to a prospect, I feel like, it's not like they doing me a favor. I'm doing them a favor. I'm spending my valuable time to talk to them. They get the right, I mean, they get the opportunity to work with me. They should be grateful for that. Not I'm grateful for them, them joining. They should be grateful. I'm spending my valuable time away from my kids, my family, to spend time to train them. Because when I sign them up, that's not the end. That's the beginning of a relationship, right? That I have to spend time to train them. I have to spend time calling them, responsible, taking them to trainings, making sure they're okay. They should be happy and lucky and grateful. I am spending time to consider to work with them. That is swagger. That's confidence. And then difference between confidence and confidence and 
Cockiness is confidence being feeling good. Cockiness, the only difference is cockiness putting people down. You are not putting people down. You're going to lift them up by helping them in the business. But confidence, like, they, you know, you, you're, you know, you always, here's the thing is, confidence. And I love what Jared says. Not built through confidence by small achievements. If you have lacking confidence, do do the small things. Do the small things. Everyone's going to say the same thing. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't know enough people, right? But do the small things. Just act and just prospect, follow up, follow up. Call to people. Talk to co markets. You don't have anyone to talk to. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to people down the street. You know, talk to the people the more. Do small things. It creates confidence because you know that you become the person you're going to become, right? When you hide in the shell, don't do what you're afraid to do, that doesn't create confidence, right? You want to get people to buy into a group that you're, you're creating a movement here and you're out there to serve people. Remember, you, you always remember, you attract who you are, okay? You attract who you are, not who you want to be. So you got to always work on yourself. So how to increase confidence? Personal development. Like you're listening to this, you're watching this Facebook live feed, right? And also by taking small accomplishments, doing the work, doing the work, doing the work, doing the things, right? Get out of the sh- shell, take massive action. You know, mindset is, is everything, Right? And when you, when you close the prospect, most of you are assuming that they won't join. You're assuming that, oh, most people are not interested. Or saying to yourself, your, neg- your self-talk, this business is hard. This business is tough. This is not easy. That is why people are not joining. Don't you know, assume that they will join. Why would they not want to join you? you have, there's only one in one only unique person like you. If you're working in personal development, you, if you're growing every day, why would someone not work with you? They would want to work with you, right? And you're growing so it's ask and assume. Most of you, you're assuming people won't join. You're thinking about the last five, ten prospects that didn't join. That's why. Okay. And when you, you have that mindset, that it comes out of your body language. People can sense that. And you know when things happen, don't take it to heart. I, you know, I love talking to you know, your Gerald sharing. By the way, make sure you connect with MLNation.net. Search for Gerald, J-A-R-R-O-D. Thank him. Okay, because it was awesome. He he gets objections. He gets rejected all the time. Well, I love it. He could have Phantom Friday. Friday, oh, when I get paid my paycheck, uh, I'll start. And then Friday comes, and what happens? They disappear. Phantom Fridays, right? It happens to everyone. It happens to all of us. And you know, when you're closing, you're paying the vision of the campus in the person's imagination. You are showing them what is possible. You know, what, when you get started, what's going to happen? By the way, if this is good, uh, for this, please give me some thumbs up and hearts, right? You're painting the vision of the campus of what's possible. Most of you, if you are thinking, oh, this business is not working, it's tough, or I'm afraid, you know, there you're painting the vision of difficulty, of struggle. Of course, no one wants to join. So you want to paint a vision of, of, of what can happen, the possibilities of where you're going. Right, and people, you, you always attract who you are. And it's a great analogy. What if you go to the room and no one exercises? Only two people who exercise. Those people automatically attract each other. They know. Right, that is that is so good. You know, so you want to meet someone. Rule talk. It's a small talk, right? Conversations rule a nation, right? And your story will be your best follow up too. Set a goal to be pursuing a goal eighteen months from now. A lot of your goals. Focus. You set a goal that 18 months from now, no matter what happens, you can stay. And you know what? No matter what happens in your personal life, whatever happens, stay in there. Because things will be tough. That's one thing that's guaranteed. Things will be hard. Things will be tough. But you're going to stay in there. 
Stay in there. Make that 18 month go. Last thing is Bam Fam. I like, I love this. B A M F A M. Bam Fam. B A M F A M. Bring, okay, book a meeting from a meeting. Because book a meeting from a meeting. Okay, book a meeting from a meeting. So you always want to lead person from meeting to meeting. And, and I talk about this in my course. It's a power of ascension. Every meeting leads to a bigger meeting. Book a meeting from a meeting. You want to meet a person, then you book another bigger meeting. And then another bigger meeting. And then you get them to, get, and then you get them to sign up. Okay, but closing all comes. Thanks again for Jared. It all comes from your confidence or your mindset. It's not exactly the words. Most of you think, oh, this business is tough. I'm not making it happen. People buy that's if, you, if that's what you're selling, people people can sense that. That's why people are not joining your business. Okay, and yeah, the last tip is really good: is find a person who has what you want to be. It's like your protege. You want the mentor's heart, not what a parasite wants. What the mentor has in his hand. Great stuff, right? Find a person who has what you want to be and be their protege. Copy them. Copy what they want. Copy what they do every, by blue, step by step. What do they do? What do they eat? How, how do they, what time do they wake up? What books do they read? How often, what, what are the routines? Copy that. Don't say it's your way. I don't like that. I'm not that type. That's why. If you think I'm not like that, this is not me. If, if you're like that, then that's why you're stuck. Find out someone that you look up to. It could be a top earner in your company, someone, a coach or whatever, and Copy them to the T, every single thing, right? And copy their heart. Great show again. Thanks again for Jared Wilkins. Connect with him. If you like these, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Not just for me, okay? But I'm not talking about review on the Facebook page, but that's cool. But I'll go to iTunes because we want Apple. Not just for me, but show the, you know, the community. Number one, let other, other distributors find the show, but also show the whole entire world how strong ML Nation is, how many people are into network marketing. It is an awesome, awesome profession. This profession has done amazing things for me. It's done amazing things for a lot of people who are on this Facebook Live, who are listening, for those who are listening. I know it. So please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You know, I'm loud and proud of network marketing. Thank you again. This is Gerald Wilkins. Amazing, amazing show. And go out there. Make it happen. Remember, how do you build confidence? by small accomplishments. So go out there and do it right now. My name is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.